loves, this is Constance of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Today we're talking about the most fatal and dangerous drug out there. It's more dangerous than cocaine, than heroin, than meth, or crack. We're not talking about stopping it, but we're talking about moderating it, and that is alcohol. Alcohol causes 40% of breast cancer. So why talk about alcohol when we do mostly spiritual on here, and why are we getting more into body stuff? Because for you to be truly sovereign, you must also experience the human experience, not just the spiritual experience. You must be able to be in your body, to be present, to actually heal through anything and everything. So let's get to it. If you told my 23-year-old self who started bartending at that age that she would be talking about how alcohol is actually bad for you or how it needs to be moderated instead of how fun it can make you be or how confident it can make you and how it can make an amazing evening or create amazing relationships with new people, then she would probably not believe you at all with that. Because for years, I was a bartender for almost 10 years. My first job allowed me to drink while on the job. I felt like this was a godsend. I believed that I created an amazing personality for myself through drinking. Alcohol allowed me to further numb myself, is what I'm telling you. I found myself using it to enjoy company with people I didn't want to spend time with. When I wanted to express excitement or happiness, alcohol was there for that too. Alcohol made it so much easier to pretend for a short amount of time that life didn't feel six feet under. It gave me an excuse to stay a damsel in my own story I wasn't aware was mine. When I finally sat down and meditated on what I learned from not drinking while pregnant and from giving up alcohol for three months after my first pregnancy, and what I learned was that our inner child impacts our alcohol consumption. Alcohol was the only way I knew to tap into my inner child and give myself a fun time because fun to me as an adult meant I wasn't successful, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. My inner child has made me aware of my desire to not be abandoned. I drink when others do to not be alone in this world of being present. Though drinking can make you present at a different level, the current, plan- the current pains you ignore and the actions you are taking, but without the capacity to create memories of these, as alcohol does impact your short-term and long-term memory. As a child, I have so many memories of being the slowest one done and found my old self triggered by my inner child to keep up with others drinking. Now this isn't my focus. My focus is seeing how I feel. And then I know better at times, and I just know I can be present and still be together in the moment with whoever I'm with. I'm exploring the new relationship where I don't depend on alcohol to be what I need. I don't need to need it to be my crutch. I don't need it to pacify me. I don't need it as a coping skill, and I'm able to have healthy coping skills now. What has helped me to be more aware with drinking is being more aware of myself and my own dialogue outside of drinking and coming home to my own body and being aware of how things make me feel versus how everyone else feels. I'm giving myself the attention I need that I never got as a child. As a child, I'm giving my inner child that attention by being present with myself, being aware of myself, as I said, in mind, body, and soul. And I'm learning more and more of how to better parent myself. Instead of saying, look at what you've done. Instead of saying, you should have known. I tell myself that I am allowed to still learn, and I can't, I can't know everything, and not everyone knows everything.
instead of shaming myself for needing more time, I let myself have realistic expectations and realize I can create amazing results this way. I am more aware of my control in creating chaos within or peace within myself now. As I know that I am my own pain, I am my own pleasure, I can create any and all of it. I don't need an outside force for that. I don't need to wait around for someone else to be that parent. Now when I drink, I'm mindful of how much because I don't want to lose touch with myself like I used to. As you drink another drink, then another, you are losing touch with your body and your higher self. At least that's what I experience. It might be different for you. And I'm totally open to everyone having their own experience that's different. Or maybe they're just not at that state where they realize this yet, and that is totally okay too. Everyone comes to being at that state of realization in their own terms, and some of us aren't meant to come to that realization this lifetime, and we are just the example for others to learn from. When you seek to block off the inner child with shame or alcohol, you are blocking the purest version of you who chooses you first. Inner child work allows you to learn how to honor yourself. And now I'm just seeing that every time I have a problem, it's my inner child. It just seriously is. Like when people talk about self-sabotage, you have to look at, like I look at my own toddler. My toddler loves attention, whether it's good or bad. So then I realize my inner child loves attention, whether it's good or bad. And that's why I self-sabotage. It gets my attention. It's also I look at how the pain that you have in childbirth it can really get you, yeah, the pain that you have in childbirth can make you be present. So sometimes pain shows up in life because you need to start being fucking present so you can birth yourself. So that's another perspective. And if you want to work more with your inner child or learn more about the inner child, check out the podcast I did with Bonnie, and I'll link that below on the inner child. How can we keep our inner child in check? According to serenitycreationsonline.com, there are three hungers of the inner child. You'll find this if you have a toddler too, that I also see this as what my toddler needs. Needs We need to be aware of and nurturing within ourselves or nurturing within our own children. These are the three factors. Okay, so structure hunger. The need to structure our time in a way that helps us to fulfill ourselves and we need the daily um, schedule of proper diet sleep exercise and appropriate activities in order for us to feel fulfilled in these next two areas stimuli hunger so we have strokes intensity and excitement which means plenty of fun adventure and excitement as this is how children learn you may have learned as a child because you saw your your own folks, your own parents rarely have fun or of any sort that sorry to label it like I did as um, being playful and all that. It's for children only. So, and you need that. Your inner child needs that. You as adults still need that. And then the, the second thing that having structure impacts is your position of hunger. Validation or confirmation of our existential position. Learning direction of what's okay and not okay to, to behave as or to do or to allow. And the daily doses of time and attention and affection that we all need and crave. These are related to our needs and our ego state. So why I gave up alcohol. I wanted to dance on my own without needing a drink to do it. Being pregnant in Montauk, dancing with my husband without a drink in hand is proof that I can do this for me. 
So it motivated me after my first pregnancy to actually try not drinking for three months. So for three months, when I messed up a few times or chose another drink, um, I took note of how I felt after. Was alcohol really fulfilling that thing that I was looking for? You can let loose, feel free, and have fun without a drink. So what is mindful drinking? So according to Club Soda's article from Jesse Tolvey, mindful drinking, mindfulness equals attention plus intention. So it is noticing how we feel, what's going on in our heads, or how we respond to the world around us. It is taking a non-judgmental attitude to ourselves. It's about becoming who we are. Notice what's going on inside us and how we react to other people. We can begin to change. So how can we start to pay attention to drinking? So we need to notice where and when we drink. Who you drink with, even if you drink alone. Do you drink more than you want to in certain places? Um, Notice how drinking makes you feel. Is it how you feel confident in your social life? Does it help you to relax? Does it have the illusion of creating relaxation Then the next day is just hectic? You're in your survival mode. Whatever it is you believe alcohol does for you, it's important that you do your own research and see if it really does or it doesn't. And start to ask yourself before and after if you're getting the results that you believe. So how does drinking affect your relationships and your family? What kind of impact is it having on your work or on your health? Discover why you want to change. So it's often more than having to avoid a hangover. So what is motivating you is what you have to realize. Because you need to have intention. Intention is important in moderating drinking and mindful drinking. It's not just that we want to change our drinking. It's that you also want to feel better about yourself. You want to picture the life you desire and see what role alcohol plays in that future. So these are the seven habits of mindful drinking, and we're going to go a little bit into each one. You want to plan ahead. Look for pubs and bars that have great low no-alcohol drinks so that you can choose to drink or not to drink. Number two, don't panic at the bar. So you want to make sure that you chat with the bar staff and see what mocktails they can create for you. You can even call ahead or write them on Twitter or write them on Facebook to find out in advance or just call. So you want to take a few minutes to decide on your order before you get there to the bar so that you don't have a panic situation and you don't end up choosing to drink when you already told yourself, I am not drinking tonight. So number three, fake it. So you want to arrange a usual with the bar staff that you can create. You can even, like I said, call ahead if you don't usually go there. Have a never-ending shandy is the advice from joinclubsoda.com. So start with the lowest alcohol beer that you can find and just keep topping it with lemonade or soda at each round. So that is a couple things that you can do. So assess your mood before acting is number four. So this is the basis of halt. You want to ask yourself, am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or thirsty? If any of these things are true... Then instead of drinking, you want to take care of your body's needs. So these are some of my own ideas on how you can be more mindful with drinking. So check in with how you are feeling. Will the drink support you? Or are you dealing with halt, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Hungry or thirsty, eat and drink, common sense. Angry, you can journal or talk to someone. Get physical, exercise, go for a run. If you're lonely, call someone or go out for a bit. Tired. 
rest, sleep, or do something relaxing like meditation. Or you can even do some yin yoga. So stick to your guns is number five. Make your decision, put it into words, and practice saying it in front of the mirror. So say, I have decided not to drink tonight as I'm saving myself for the weekend. In case anyone tries to pressure you to drink, you want to have some spinoffs that you can do. Turn the conversation on to that person and seeing how they're doing. People like being the spotlight. So the next one is for you to find out who is not drinking in the crowd with you because you're often not alone. There's probably going to be someone that's on a health kick. One of your friends could be pregnant or someone could be training for a triathlon or something and that's why they're not going to be drinking either tonight. So don't feel pressured. Then you have be an active customer. So this has to do with you asking your favorite bar, restaurant, to carry a non-alcoholic beer or craft soda that you love because you're going to be there often with your friends. So those are some tips from them. And then I also wanted to cover with you some of the lovely reasons that you might want to. If you're thinking about being more mindful with drinking and drinking at a certain time, then here are some more facts to help you with that. Alcohol is the most dangerous drug out there. It is more dangerous than cocaine, heroin, meth, and so many others. It also impacts your largest organ, your skin. Alcohol impacts wine face or drooping eyes. It dehydrates your skin. It causes damage to your collagen. It creates wrinkles, frown lines, pimples, reddish skin tone, and large pores. You want to make sure that you're drinking water and that you're creating some alcohol-free days so that your skin can flourish. So it suppresses your prefrontal cortex. So the place where you care for problem solving and decision making, social behavior. Dopamine is the pleasure sites in your brain. And when you drink alcohol, your brain is actually creating more of those sites because it wants more of that feeling. So what it does is that it gives you some dopamine. It makes you feel relaxed, but it is an artificial stimulant. So you can also get dopamine from hugs, affection, or laughing. So low dopamine means tiredness, you can't concentrate, insomnia, low motivation, full-on depression, forgetfulness, um, brain activity that is slow, and long-term memory loss and short-term memory loss. We have to remember that anything that we do regularly creates a neuropathway in our brain of how we need to do that thing every time. So like if you open a bottle of wine at night, you get really used to doing that and now you have created a neuropathway for that to happen all the time. So you need to have a new behavior that you create for that. What will you fall back on if you're going to moderate? What can you do at night instead of opening a bottle of wine? Of wine? You also want to become aware of how often do I say yes to alcohol instead of what I really want and what do you really want to do instead? Alcohol is also affecting your finances. You'll notice that when you do drink at a dinner, when you're out, it costs more. And when you don't drink, you save some money. Alcohol also affects your sex life. But for some of you, this is a no-brainer. So alcohol can cause a lot of sexual dysfunction. It makes you less lubricated as a woman because you're dehydrated. So it's not going to be very pleasurable at all. For men, you might not be able to get it up. And there are so many other reasons that it affects your sex life. And it also prevents you from being able to have a baby. Fertility is an issue. You might even have a miscarriage. 
So relationships are more authentic without alcohol. If you can't have fun with someone without alcohol, then you're honestly not having fun at all. They're not fun to be around. Let's just be honest. It also affects your sleep. So alcohol is a depressant. It makes you more alert while you're sleeping. So you're not actually going to be able to get into your deep sleep mode. So you're going to find out that you wake up not feeling refreshed at all. Yes, it makes you feel sleepy, but it does not give you a refreshing sleep. So I found this interesting about alcohol and added sugar. So if you were to drink five pints of beer a week for a year, that would be equivalent to you eating 221 donuts a year as far as alcohol goes. It also causes gastrointestinal irritants. A lot of the symptoms that have to do with this are not sexy at all, and they have to do with irritable bowel syndrome. Like diarrhea, it can cause constipation, weight gain and bloating, high blood pressure, liver disease, cardiovascular disease. And overdrinking can weaken your immune system, which is why it's pretty funny that a lot of people were drinking during COVID. But anyways, so it is a group one carcinogen. Carcinogen. So if you drink two to five drinks a day, you are at a 45% risk for getting breast cancer. Drink a day makes your risk of cancer at 7%. Something interesting I found out about too is that the health benefits of drinking are paid for research by the alcohol industry. It is the same thing as how smoking was going for a while. So the health benefits of drinking are actually false. So this is something that the author shares in the book that I'm reading, how drinking alcohol allows her to have clear, how moderating alcohol allows her to have clear skin, increased energy, sharper concentration, less regrets, improved memory, better sex, more income, less anxiety, improved moods, deeper relationships, restorative sleep, greater motivation, and productivity at work, weight loss, more authenticity, fulfilling relationships, improved digestion, stronger immune system, smaller risk of developing cancer. If you're looking to moderate, I think it's really important to ask yourself, why do you need alcohol? What do you believe it does for you, as we've been talking about here? So why do I need this? You need to ask yourself, what does it do for me on a mental and physical level? How do you socialize again? Learn what lights you up and then start to do those things as a hobby. Is suppressing yourself really helping you? Do you attract people who are really in alignment with you when you drink? Or do you attract shapeshifters and become one yourself? Are you shifting who you are to be accepted? Are you really finding acceptance through alcohol or are you finding the need to hide yourself more and more? So let's take action. What's your vice? Abusing anything outside of ourselves is avoiding the inner abuse that we cause ourselves. We're avoiding changing something in our lives. So how often do you eat or drink something that you know will make you feel awful right after you failed to meet your own expectations? I used to punish myself with dairy. I want you to realize, analyze this week. How do you feel when you want to eat something that you know makes you feel sick? Welcome screwing up. When you do mess up, I want you to really explore how awful it feels. What did you have to stay home and miss? Where do you feel the pain? What are you not able to do? Do you really want to feel this way again?
I have, a, I have a reminder in the bathroom asking myself, how will you feel if you eat dairy? The same thing can be for you is how will I feel if I choose to drink this many days a week? And maybe have it be one day that you drink or two days. You can make these reminders for anything. Smoking, looking at Facebook all day, eating meat or dairy, or even one that says, how will I feel if I don't work out today? It might not be food you give up. You might have it have to unsubscribe or unfollow someone on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever else that that really makes you feel triggered all the time. We have a choice in turning off our triggers if we want to. So I'm going to create empowering affirmations is what you want to work on. The only permission we need to be ourselves is from within, not a substance to blame or another person's permission. I have another activity for you this week. You can download it here. I also had it in the previous um, podcast for you to download, working on your vices. Also download those affirmations and print them out to remind you or make it your screensaver because we're focusing on creating energetic an energetic life that starts from within and not from the outside. Remember, alcohol doesn't give you your sovereignty. If there's anything that's keeping you chained to being who you need to be to be accepted by others, then it is not true freedom that you are having. The lovely facts in this episode come from Mindful Drinking, How Cutting Down Can Change Your Life. The book is by Rosman Dean. You can find it on Audible. And check out joinclubsoda.com. Make sure to like and share, and I will also be doing a live in my Spiritual Sovereignty Sisterhood group and my Spiritual Sovereignty Activation group on Telegram, where I cover how to do a, um, a mindful drinking exercise.